along with what I've got to say this morning too, which that happens more often than not around here. So, If you would like, turn your Bibles over to chapter Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'm going to be reading in the English Standard, so it may sound a little different from you, but I'd like you to be able to find this passage and follow along. You know, when we think of trials, oftentimes we think of the, the low times, the tough times in life. I think of uh, that old poem, you know, Footprints in the Sand, where the, the poet looks back, the, the character in the poem looks back, and he looks at those low times in his walk with the Lord, and he only sees one set of footprints. And, of course, the Lord reminds him that that's when he was being carried by the Lord. But the truth is that most Christians find just as many, if not more, spiritual challenges in times of prosperity than they do in times of want. And that's what uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8 is talking about. Right now, the, and to kind of set this up, they, the Israelites are in the promised land. They have come into Canaan. They have come into their inheritance. And some of them have kind of forgot what it was like to wander in the wilderness. So... Starting in verse 11, it says, Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten, when you are full and have built good houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery." We see a lot of warnings of the dangers here in verses 11 through 14, I think, concentrates mostly on our tendency to complacency and apathy. Um, we become content with the good things that we have over rather than seeking the best things that the Lord has for us. We uh, become apathetic in our Christian growth and we become content where we are and we lose that hunger for righteousness and that thirst for his word. We become focused on maintaining what we have instead of growing what we need. We lose our priorities and have no times for the things of God. We're so busy enjoying his blessings that we forget to pray, to study, to surrender. When once we couldn't go to the ball game or we couldn't go hunting or we couldn't go to work because on Sunday because we go to church, now we can't go to church because we've got to go to the ball game or we've got to go to practice or fill in the blank, whatever it is. Then the second thing is down in verse 17, if you'll look with me. Beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. See, the second danger is pride. How many times have you heard, I worked hard for this, this is, I've earned this, this is what I've done, look at what I have built. And suddenly we forget that even the ability to work comes from God. We think that we've gotten it in our own power. And then finally down in verse 19, you'll see it says, and if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them, and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Finally, there's the danger of idolatry. 
If you think that idolatry is just the worship of pagan gods and little statues, you're sorely mistaken. Tony Evans gives the uh, definition of idolatry this way. He says, idol is any unauthorized person, place, thing, or thought which you look to in order to determine your decisions. So it can be your economic status. It can be an activity. It can be um, politics. It can be your political party that you enjoy. Anything that you put in the place of God and align yourself under it and make your decisions based off of that has become an idol. So I think maybe today we need to write another stanza to footprints. You know, maybe when the fellow looks back and he sees the two sets of footprints when he looks on the good times, maybe he tells the Lord, well, I should have let you carry me there too. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for giving us the opportunity to come out and worship you, Lord. Lord, you have been so good to us and blessed us so mightily in this nation. We ask that you not let the blessings hinder us from our worship of you, Lord. Let us stay focused on our need for you. Let everything we do glorify you, not just in this place, but out in the world. Let us walk in your light. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.